Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. We have been talking about how we can let go of our worries and anxieties to the Lord and how to receive the rest that only the Lord can give. This is so important, my friend, precisely because of the negative effects of stress on our lives. According to research from Mayo Clinic, constant stress increases our risk of developing many health problems like anxiety disorders, depression, digestive problems, headaches, cardiovascular diseases, high blood pressure, sleep problems, weight gain, and impairment of memory and concentration. If you have been struggling with any of these conditions, or if you have been in a constant state of stress for a long time, there is hope. You can be set free and experience God's peace, just like the woman in Mark 5. For 12 long years, she was suffering from a flow of blood. She had seen many doctors and spent all she had to get better, but only got worse. But when she heard about our Lord Jesus, the one who could heal and even cast out demons, she said to herself, if only I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. She pushed her way through the crowd and reached out to Jesus, although she knew she was unclean because of her condition, and would be stoned if she was caught in public. Jesus felt the touch of faith as power went out of him to heal her. When he stopped and looked around to see who had touched him, she fell down before him in worship, knowing that she had received her healing. You have probably heard many wonderful sermons on this amazing story of healing, but I want us to focus on what Jesus said to the woman. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I had always assumed that go in peace was a farewell greeting like see you again or have a great day. But one day the Lord said, son, look up, go in peace in the Greek. And I discovered that Jesus did not say go in peace like in our English Bible, but go into peace. In the Greek, the word here is is, which means into, not an in Greek, which means in. So Jesus was saying, go is Irene, go into peace. He was not simply saying goodbye. He was telling the woman to step into the realm of peace, the way you might step into a house. Just as the poor woman was suffering from this condition for 12 years, you might also be going through prolonged challenges in which nothing seems to work. Perhaps you have a chronic condition and every treatment you have tried has failed. Or you're a single parent struggling to make ends meet and you've exhausted all your resources. 
or you, you have done all you can to repair your relationship with a child, but things seem to have gotten worse. Today, just like the woman reached out to Jesus, you can reach out to Him by faith and let Him work a miracle for you. Jesus is inviting you to step out of anxiety and step into His peace. This peace is no ordinary peace. It is one that Jesus Himself has given us. During the Last Supper, just before Jesus went to the cross, He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Of all things, He chose to give us His peace as our inheritance. An inheritance is not given until there is a death. That is why Jesus died on the cross for us. My prayer for you is that you will possess this peace as your inheritance in Christ. Let go of your worries and lay hold of this peace. Jesus' peace is not like that of the world. Some people take tranquilizers to calm their anxieties, while others visit spas, use aromatherapy, or do yoga. Others turn to alcohol or resort to shock treatments in hospitals when they are unable to break free from severe depression. But what happens when the treatment wears off? Or when we are caught in a traffic jam with car horns blaring non-stop? Our peace cannot be dependent on the surroundings we are in. That is why Jesus said that the peace He gives is not as the world gives. This means that His peace is not affected by external factors. Not as the world gives do I give to you. It is robust, stable, surpasses human understanding and guards our hearts and minds. Let's now look at the context in which Jesus gave us His peace. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by life's demands, know this, Jesus will not leave you to fend for yourself. The verses say that He has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for helper is parakletos, which means someone who is called alongside to help. The Holy Spirit also teaches you all things. All things means all things. So instead of being stressed about the situation in your marriage, your rebellious teenager, your finances, or meeting those sales targets, you can ask Him to teach you how to handle it. As long as you have Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, the Holy Spirit lives in you. He is always available whenever you need Him. You might now be thinking, how will the Holy Spirit teach me all things? We find the answer in Isaiah 55. It tells us to listen carefully and to incline our ear to hear the Lord. Now, how do we do that? We do that by listening to Him through reading His Word, spending time in prayer, and hearing sermons about His finished work. Then we shall, according to Isaiah, go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Your next question might be, how does the Holy Spirit lead us? That's a good question. Many times, He leads us through the presence or absence of peace. 
I've had opportunities where everything on the outside looked right, but I held back from them as there was no peace to proceed. I've had also opportunities that did not seem to make sense, but I took them up as I felt peace to do so. Thank God that good things have happened when I followed His peace. You don't have to be a genius to follow God. You just follow the presence or absence of His peace. Like what Kenneth, a brother from my church, did. I want to give praise to my Lord Jesus. His unmerited goodness and faithfulness saw me through a tough season in my career. I had to work with four different line managers in a year because of several retreatment exercises and new business strategies being implemented, and I feared for my job security. During this period, I was given a referral for a new position in a startup. At the first interview, I was immediately given a soft offer and invited for a follow-up meeting. I was very attracted by the offer, as it meant an immediate pay bump and a change of environment. I gave myself about two weeks to consider it. However, no matter how much I tried to convince myself and my wife, there was an absence of peace to proceed deep down in my spirit. I asked the Lord to give me an answer through the Bible, and He showed me that the main reason I wanted that position was largely because of its monetary benefits. When I finally decided to stay in my job, I started experiencing favor with my clients. Doors of opportunities rapidly opened. God truly supplied me in a year of drought, and I became my team's top performer. I received a double-digit increment in my monthly wage and a bonus payout better than that of my previous year. All glory to Jesus. What an amazing testimony. Notice how Kenneth did not take up the job offer that was very attractive in the natural because of a lack of peace. And soon after deciding to stay in his existing company, he experienced supernatural breakthroughs. I believe the Lord was protecting Kenneth when he chose to follow his leading. As a result, Kenneth was in the right place at the right time. You might be wondering though, why does the Holy Spirit seem not to be leading some Christians? I submit to you that it's because He teaches us on the wavelength of peace. Why do I say that? Let's look at John 14. Right after Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, Jesus said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When we study these verses together, we see that the Holy Spirit teaches us all things when we step into His peace. But how do we step into this peace? That's a great question. We do that by guarding our hearts from being troubled and allowing His peace to govern our hearts. Colossians 3 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. The word for rule here in Greek means to act as an umpire. In other words, we are to let the peace of God rule or decide as an umpire in our hearts. In a tennis match, for example, the umpire decides whether the ball is in or out. If he decides that it is out, there is no point in arguing because he has the final say. Likewise, let us allow the Lord's peace to have the final say in our hearts and decisions. However, too many believers are letting the news headlines, their bank statements, doctor's reports, or rumors of retrenchment rule their hearts. They allow stress and fears to have the final say rather than the peace of God. As a believer, allow God's peace to rule your heart. You don't have to try to get His peace. It's a gift that He has given you. It's your inheritance. 
As you fill your heart with His promises, you will tune in to His peace and break free from every worry and anxiety. When God's peace rules your heart, the Holy Spirit leads you to make wise decisions. This is just one of the fruits of the let-go life. As believers, we are called to live in His peace and not under stress. And when we do, we'll find the Holy Spirit leading us with His practical wisdom in our decisions. But what is this peace the Lord gives? We are going to study the word peace from His Word, and I believe you'll be blessed by it. In John 14, our Lord Jesus spoke to His disciples at the Last Supper about leaving them with His peace. The Hebrew word Jesus used for peace would have been shalom. He would have told His disciples, Shalom, I live with you. My shalom, I give to you. Why is this important? Shalom is a word that is so rich in meaning. It doesn't just mean peace of mind. It's an all-encompassing word that includes so much more. According to James Strong, a Hebrew scholar, shalom means welfare, health, prosperity, and peace. It also means a state of untroubled, undisturbed well-being. Do you see how powerful this shalom is? Can you see yourself in His shalom, in His health, provision, and peace as your inheritance? Did you know you can walk in a greater measure of shalom? The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1, grace and peace, grace and shalom be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. This means that God's shalom and favor can be multiplied in our lives. But that doesn't happen by us trying to achieve more. God's shalom is multiplied through the knowledge of Jesus our Lord. Isaiah 9 says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom in Hebrew. As you spend time with Him, His peace will enter into every fiber of your being. When you're faced with a crisis, His peace will defend and protect your heart. It's no surprise then that our enemy, the devil, wants to steal our peace. Before he can steal anything from us, he must cause our hearts to be troubled. Let's look at this passage from 1 Peter chapter 5. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Did you notice that the devil goes about seeking whom he may devour? which means he cannot devour just anybody. There are people whom he can devour and others whom he cannot. So who can he devour? The answer is in 1 Peter 5, 7, which tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord. In other words, if you are full of care and worry and your mind is always troubled, the enemy can devour you. But if you refuse to let your heart be troubled by casting your cares to the Lord, the enemy cannot touch you. In fact, Romans 16 tells us that the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. When you walk in peace and in the power of Jehovah Shalom, you can walk all over the enemy without fear. Can I encourage you to do this? Every time you feel your heart overwhelmed with cares and worries, remember after Jesus said, my peace I give to you, He goes on to say, 
let not your heart be troubled. This is something that I practice. It was so hard at first because there were so many issues that I felt were my responsibility to be worried about or troubled about. Then the Lord told me, your only responsibility is to take care of your heart on the inside and I will take care of your outside. Your pastor cannot do this for you. Your spouse cannot let not your heart be troubled for you. Only you can let not your heart be troubled. And you do this by letting go of your cares and receiving His shalom peace for you. Every time you feel discouraged or fearful or anxious, straight away, that's the time to say, no heart, I will not let you be troubled. Your part is just to guard your heart. Let not your heart be troubled. And the peace that is already given to you by the Lord will reign in your heart. This is such an important truth that I believe will bless you richly. You can read more about it in my new book, Live the Let Go Life. Allow me to share a true story of what happens when we stay in peace and confess. Let not your heart be troubled over ourselves. Rosabelle, a therapist from Texas, shared an amazing testimony of what happened when she taught one of her patients to do just that. I'm an occupational therapist who treats patients in their homes. One of my patients had been severely debilitated for five years due to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and severe arthritic pain. I got her to watch Pastor Prince's TV program, and after that, things that used to bother her no longer had a hold on her. She knew that the Lord would handle them. I shared with her what I learned about staying in peace from Pastor Prince's sermon, Live the Let Go Life. I also wrote her some verses to confess, such as, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. She confessed these verses daily when worry attempted to creep into her mind and continued watching Pastor Prince's program. Within a few months, she was miraculously healed. She had no more arthritic pain. The doctor couldn't find any evidence of lung disease, and her shortness of breath improved drastically. I've been a therapist for over 23 years, and I can state from experience that no one in the natural regains their independence after being debilitated by chronic diseases for five years. Only Jesus can restore so completely and effortlessly. What a powerful testimony of hearing the Word and standing upon God's promises. Are you beginning to see how the Lord's peace and His glorious blessings can be yours too? Previously, I shared that the Lord's peace in Hebrew is the word shalom, a rich word meaning welfare, health, provision, undisturbed well-being, and more. If you study the origins of shalom, you will discover that it's related to another Hebrew word, shalem. Shalem is the root word of shalom. Having been to Israel many times, I've learned the Hebrew phrase, ani mi shalem, which means, I will pay. When I want to buy a meal for my pastors in Israel, I would say, ani mi shalem, to the cashier, so that they would give the bill only to me. Do you see how shalom is tied to shalem? I will pay, ani mi shalem. We cannot have shalom without a payment. But the good news is that our shalom has been paid for by our Lord Jesus. When Jesus was taken to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, the people there questioned him, falsely accusing him, and as Matthew 26 says, spat in his face and bit him. Jesus was then tied up, brought to the residence of Pontius Pilate, stripped and brutally whipped by the Roman soldiers. 
They would have used a whip made of leather strips knotted with many bits of sharp bone and jagged metal. With every stroke, the whip would have wrapped around our Lord's body, ripping off skin and flesh when it was yanked away. His back was torn to shreds, and even his bones were exposed. But Jesus' ordeal did not stop there. He was taken to the Praetorium, where the whole platoon of Roman soldiers gathered around him, and he was stripped in front of all of them, humiliated and mocked before being led away to be crucified. I've only skimmed the surface of the horrifying things that were done to our Lord Jesus, our King. The question is, why did our Lord allow all that to happen to Him when He could have called down 12 legions of angels to fight His captors? The prophet Isaiah tells us why. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace, shalom, was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. The chastisement for our shalom peace fell upon Him. Jesus bore blow after blow, scourging after scourging, because He was saying, in essence, Animi shalem, I am paying the price for your shalom. I am paying the price for your well-being. I am paying the price for your wholeness, your completeness, and your health. When Jesus died on the cross, bearing the punishment for all our sins, He was saying, I am paying the price for your forgiveness. That is why we are completely forgiven today. When He rose from the dead, His first words to the disciples were, Peace be with you. Shalom. He then showed them the holes in His hands that had been nailed to the cross. They were receipts of the payment He had made for their shalom. What is Shalom again? Their peace, completeness, well-being, provision, and health. As believers, this glorious inheritance of Shalom is also ours today and it's been fully paid for. The more you see yourself already in this place of complete wellness, the more worries and anxieties will have to leave. My friend, I pray for you today that you will start seeing yourself having the Lord's shalom and start living the let-go life. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.